Well, I mentioned earlier that um, I mentioned earlier that today is a uh, although the celebration is somewhat tempered because of the news of the day and because of the situation in this world in general. Today we get to celebrate somewhat. Uh, the start of a brand new season of the Nachum Siegel Network, NSN as we affectionately call it. It's season number four for us. I mentioned that right after this show, I have the privilege of hosting the OU Jewish Reaction Show on Tuesdays at this time, or I should say Tuesdays at 9 a.m. And today we're going to take a close look at what everyone else is taking a close look at today, which is, of course, some of the culinary delights of some of the experts on Rosh Hashanah cooking and Rosh Hashanah cooking, blogging, etc., etc., and I get to do that. Uh, for an hour this morning, courtesy of the OU, and we thank them. And the, speaking of the OU, the Orthodox Union, the Chief Executive Officer of the Orthodox Union, is Alan Fagan. He is in studio with us this morning. I say good morning to you and wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. We cannot get to the New Year and its new blessings fast enough. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Wonderful to be here. I appreciate that very much. I said to you somewhat kiddingly off the air that you know you could have stayed in the business world and continued your amazing career and all the impact you've had, even in our community while you were doing that, uh, and avoided all these Jewish communal issues of which there are so many these days. I, I, I said to myself, if you and I would just sit during this segment to discuss all the difficulties that the Jewish world has and all the problems that need to be solved, we would be here quite a while. With all that in mind, are you happy are you happy having assumed the position as chief executive officer of the OU? On, on most days. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't say that uh, uh, every day is uh, filled with satisfaction, but overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly uh, so. And with all of the difficulties that challenge us on a daily basis, uh, the satisfaction of being part of the solution for many of those issues is absolutely enormous. You are coming off yet another banner summer, and you know that I, for the last couple of summers, have been intimately involved in these summers because of the age of my kids. And I knew all about NCSY summer programs and incredible work with Israel, etc. We had spoken about it for years on this show. But now I see it from a parental standpoint, from this type of viewpoint, it is just unbelievable. There are no words to describe the life-changing experiences that these kids are having. I, th- I think that's absolutely right. Uh, you see it now as a parent. Uh, I saw it uh, this past summer uh, as a grandparent. Uh, one of our uh, grandsons was a madrich at the NCSY Kolel. It was a truly extraordinary uh, summer. Uh, we had record numbers of participants this summer. Uh, when I was in Israel just a few weeks ago, I was there together with 1,700 uh, young people that we had brought uh, to Israel uh, uh, this summer, participating in a whole variety of summer programs, uh, about 1,100 of them with NCSY, several hundred more with uh, Yachad on their signature Yad Biyad uh, program. It was uh, a truly extraordinary summer. I knew the figure was around 1,000. I didn't realize it got all the way up to 1,700. My gosh. Yes, with, with the Yachad participants, we had a, we had a banner year uh, for Yad Biyad and... and uh, uh, together with uh, with their staff, uh, close close to 1,700. And you continue to announce the expansion of the summer programs. I mentioned to you off the air some of the news we heard over the weekend with more programs coming under your umbrella, which really means the following. It means that it's going to be administrated by a really good administration, and the program is going to be is going not only going to be good. You're going to find the right personnel 
to lead the program. I think that's really the key. The key is you have people who somehow, and maybe it's like this in every department of yours, who somehow are able to find the right person or people to lead that specific program. Absolutely. Uh, Almost every program that we run, uh, the key to the success of the program is the quality of the staff. Uh, and we are blessed with with an extraordinary uh, group of staff in summer programs, in our educational programs throughout the year, in NCSY, in Yachad, uh, in synagogue services, in birthright, up and down uh, through through each of the programs uh, uh, that we run. Uh, we're looking at uh, two new programs uh, for next summer. Right. Uh, we will be bringing uh, on board uh, an affiliation that began last summer uh, with Maor, uh, a program for uh, young women uh, in drama and the arts. Anybody who reads about it, everyone's impressed. Everyone's impressed. We're very, very excited about starting this niche program. I think it will become the beginning of a trend uh, to operate additional niche programming uh, for students with a passion in a particular area. Uh, and a new JOLT program uh, run by uh, Rabbi Noam Weinberg, who's just uh, uh, really uh, uh, a phenomenal uh, educator. So we're very, very excited about our existing program. When did programs. this become official about Rabbi Weinberg? Uh, it uh, became official at the end of the summer. Wow. You can, you can imagine me as a Masora Nick how I feel because his, his, he's unbelievable. He really is. He is unbelievable. We're very, very, I am yeah, somewhat sad that he's leaving us, but I am very happy that he's coming to us in this capacity with Jolt. My gosh. Wow. I just found this news out on the air from you. So it's, uh, I didn't realize that that was the plan, but my gosh, it's, it, there are going to be a lot of kids who are going to benefit from that. Alan Fagan is here, CEO at the OU. Um, so that, I mean, that continues to flourish and, you know, people wonder, you know, today, for instance, I just mentioned that the OU Jewish Reaction Show, which I have the pleasure now of hosting, is concentrating like everybody else's this week on kosher food. And obviously nobody does kosher food better than the OU that we know. But it, it is, look, look back in history. It, the organization could have gone in so many different directions. The fact that, that the commitment was made to the community beyond kashrus and then the commitment went as well as it did, is, is somewhat miraculous. It, it's miraculous. I think it's a testament to an extraordinary organization and an extraordinary uh, staff. We, we now take uh, all of the revenues that we derive from Kashras and put them back into the community in the form of community-based programming. I don't know of any other organization uh, that uh, treats its responsibility in that regard in the way that we do. And it just works so well. All right, there are a lot of challenges, we said. This has been a very interesting summer, to say the least. Your uh, Israel, uh, or I should say OU Public Advocacy Department, has been very, very busy. Some people wonder, is this at all effective? Do you get the idea at all that we as a community, and, and of course your organization, one of the organizations that has led the way, is having an effect in Washington, has made some impact over the last couple of months? You're on the front lines. You You have the big meetings. Is there a way to determine that all this has been worthwhile? You know, there, there are various ways to, uh, to measure uh, impact. Uh, if, if we look on the federal side, particularly as it relates to what we've been uh, involved in over the last several months, which has been the Iran uh, deal, uh, one way to measure is whether this deal will pass. Right. Uh, certainly it looks at the moment like the votes are there to do it. Uh, it we will bring uh, tomorrow uh, to Washington several hundred Rabbanim uh, to speak out against this 
disastrous arrangement that it looks like we are about uh, to enter into. Uh, that advocacy does not end. Uh, we continue to hope and to pray uh, that we can turn around the minds of those who appear to have been made up thus far. We think it's enormously important that the vote be as narrow as possible. Uh, and equally important, there will be a day after. Uh, and so much of our advocacy effort uh, relates not only to the passage of the deal uh, and our opposition to it, uh, but also keeping our eye on the need for Achtos, which you've talked about a lot today, sure. uh, the need for an equivalent amount of Achtos as we move forward beyond the vote, whatever it turns out to be. There are so many things on the agenda for our government uh, as it relates to Iran and the situation in the Middle East. Uh, just by way of example, uh, uh, the military, the qualitative military edge that Israel has always enjoyed uh, now seems under threat as the United States will pay off on commitments made to other countries uh, in the Middle East uh, as a condition for their at least tacit approval uh, of this deal with Iran. We need to make certain that Israel maintains its qualitative military edge. That means delivery of the F-35 fighter aircraft that's been committed to Israel. It means, in our view, uh, delivery to Israel of the MOP, the Massive Ordnance Penetrator, uh, uh, so that Israel has the capacity, should it become necessary, uh, uh, to be able to defend itself uh, in ways that it cannot now do. Uh, it means supplying Israel with the type of aircraft necessary to deliver that weapon. Uh, it means uh, expanding the uh, joint research and development programs that have been underway with regard to the detection of terror tunnels, and on and on. There is a long, long list of items that will confront us over the coming weeks and months. And I think it's absolutely imperative uh, that we as a community uh, focus uh, not just on the short term, but on the longer term as well. Also, it's not a bad idea to remind our public officials that, that we'll be there to battle. We'll be there. Every time you make a decision, we're going to be watching very closely, and we have a right to react the we way have, we feel it's appropriate. We have a right to, be, to react. We have an obligation to be vigilant. And, yes, we will be there, and, yes, we will have a very long memory. Yeah, no question about it. And today we do expect uh, – to tomorrow, I should say, we do expect to be a successful day. Again, we don't know if it will have immediate impact in terms of people changing their minds, but when we look back at tomorrow in Washington, one will only be able to conclude that it was a successful day. I, I think that's right. Uh, uh, just the gathering itself, I think, will be a historic moment. Uh, uh, a moment that will focus on our prayer and our practical action. And I think that that is a combination uh, that is absolutely imperative for the Orthodox community. It is how we have always historically reacted. We react with uh, concrete steps and we react with prayer. Alan Fagan is here, Chief Executive Officer at the OU. Um, before this program began, we were speaking off the air, and we got into the subject of Kiruv and how vital, according to everybody, including many Torah giants, it, it is these days. You know what impressed me tremendously, and I'm sure you saw the same email? I got an email over the weekend of the new national board of NCSY, meaning the kids. 
You did you see the cities that they're from? Did yes. you see the the different and diverse areas that this board now covers in terms of youth work and youth leadership in the United States? They are from all over the country. NCSY now operates in uh, 200 communities across the United States. Uh, it has uh, uh, become uh, uh, a fully national uh, movement. Uh, we are looking for a substantial expansion over the next several years. Uh, <laughs> Meaning, uh, how much more could you expand? Well, you know, I have I've said both to NCSY and to our board, and I say to all of your listeners, for every kid that we now work with in NCSY, somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand a year, there are three or four kids who we can't reach. Uh, I'll tell you a, a just a. a an incident that took place this summer that so moved me. I spent uh, the night of Tisha B'Av with a group that had just returned to Israel from Poland uh, on the Anne Samson Teen Jerusalem journey. Mm. We call that right. bus uh, TJJ Poland. Right. It's a remarkable trip. Fifty public school kids who know virtually nothing about their Yiddishkeit first go to Poland and then from there to Israel. The night of Tisha B'Av, uh, we were on an open platform on Haratzofim. Uh, we read Eicha, and following Eicha, the staff leader of the group invited every one of these kids to compose their own kina. And if I tell you how these young people got up one after the other and recited the most moving poetry, explaining their experience in moving, not their words, mine, but but in moving from Golas to Geula. It, it was the most extraordinary moment, and I, I remember one young man uh, from a town in Pennsylvania that I had never heard of, a <laughs> uh, young man from public school, stood and recited this magnificent poem, but didn't read it. He said it to Echa Trupp that he had just heard moments earlier. Uh, it was such an extraordinary moment and, and such a, you know, we, we, we talk about Kirov, we talk about it in gross, and until you see it affecting the life of one soul, of one individual, you don't really understand the impact. Uh, it, it was a truly extraordinary moment. That is unbelievable. I can only imagine. So there's tens of thousands that you're reaching, but the problem is that for every one of those, there are plenty more that we're not reaching. Absolutely. And, and that's why we need an expansion. Absolutely. What a commitment that is. Alan Fagan is here talking about the uh, Orthodox Union. He's chief executive officer. Um, some of the work that you that you and your staff are doing which sometimes goes i don't i don't want to say unrecognized but maybe under the radar are things like ou press for instance which continues to really impress people with the types of works that are being released and i think that there are other departments that don't get maybe the attention certainly not from us um that are working just as hard in many different areas of Jewish life. For people who think that it's limited to the three, four things we're discussing this morning, it's really way beyond that, am I right? It's way beyond. Uh, I, I think much of the work that Yachad does right. uh, remains unheralded. Uh, their work to bring true inclusion uh, to the population of Jewish young people and adults uh, with disabilities uh, is an enormous Kiddush Hashem. It's a service that we provide to the entire Jewish community. 
this summer. We had, in addition to our Israel trips, uh, programs in a whole range of camps, uh, bringing oh, young people with disabilities into mainstream camps in, in fully inclusive uh, programming. I think it's a little-known fact that our birthright program, we call it Israel Free Spirit, right. is now the third largest birthright provider in the United States. Uh, we had an incredibly successful summer. Uh, we measure our success not just by the number of participants, but in how we follow up with, our, with those participants to make certain that the experience that they get, their first taste of Israel, uh, is followed by additional Jewish experiences thereafter. And our statistics show that of the groups that we bring on birthright trips, 17% of them remain at the conclusion of the trip for at least two weeks in Israel on some type of learning program. 17 is... 17%. That's quite a number. Which we think is an extraordinary number. I would think 1% would be good. 17% stay for at least two weeks uh, in Israel to further their Jewish education, some for the very first time in their lives. And many, many others as they come back to campuses and or come back to professions uh, in the United States, continue with their Jewish learning. We have a very active program in partnership with Partners in Torah right. uh, to connect birthright alumni uh, with all kinds of learning experiences, both on and off campus. Alan Fagan, Chief Executive Officer at the OU, I take this opportunity to thank you. A lot of people don't know the story, but... When this radio program started, or I should say when it started, when I got here 32 years ago, most people left. And for some reason, the people at the OU took this very seriously. And we have enjoyed an amazing relationship ever since. And I mean most people really laughed at this. You know, it couldn't last, this radio little radio project that I started or that I got involved with. And for some reason... I don't know. Again, this may be the reason why whenever you expand, you know, it goes well, because there they took, you know, this little notion of an idea very, very seriously. And I'm sure you see this every day. People in your departments coming up with ideas and all of a sudden, you know, months or years later, they're flourishing. So I thank you for that. All it takes is great people doing great things. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy and sweet new year. To you as well and to your entire audience. Let this year be one of peace and tranquility and security for all of us. Amen. And uh, one thing I didn't mention was just how much it's amazing. We talk about communal life, and the one thing we skip is OU Torah and the incredible work you're doing on the website and so many other ways in uh, making sure that, uh, that that remains a priority in our community because what are we without that? So a big shout-out to those who are responsible for that as well. I thank you, and I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to speak down the road. A happy, healthy, and sweet New Year to everybody at the Orthodox Union. And again, we have the opportunity later on today to continue this amazing relationship. I thank them for allowing me to host the OU Jewish Reaction Show, which will come up at 9 o'clock this morning. My thanks to Alan Fagan. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org.